Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always... John Kelly here with my good friend, Jeremiah Stringer, the king of Kentucky backpacking. And Jeremiah, I uh, I got a new coffee mug. Oh, nice. You have it on you? Right here, man. Coffee makes me poop. <laughs> I think it's only fitting, you know, for this podcast that this is the mug I drink out of today. I love it, man. Coffee does make you poop. You know, uh, coffee... I was listening to a different podcast. It's actually Dr. Drew After Dark, if y'all want to check it out. And one of uh, his listeners had either written in or called in, was asking, why is it that iced coffee doesn't make them poop, but hot coffee, like in the morning, does? Have you heard anything about this? No, this is new for me. I, I don't I don't remember his like exact medical answer. It's something along the lines of the, the warmth does something to your digestive system, and I guess that in combination of the caffeine and the coffee, just in general, kind of it, you know, it gets the bowels moving. That okay, that all together results in a nice recipe in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that phrase before. A recipe in the toilet. There well, it is, right there. I'm an artist. First, I'm an artiste, man. So I got to be on the backpacking and blisters podcast this past week. Oh, how was it? So it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's always fun to be a co-host with Carl. Mm-hmm. Like every once in a while, he'll just call and say, hey, man, you want to be on the podcast? Sure. And he lets me talk about our pad- podcast while I'm on there. So, I mean, you know, it's, very it's perfect. It. It's perfect. We had a uh, backpackerish on during that episode. We've talked about him a little bit in his videos uh, here on this channel. But, uh, yeah, I got to talk to him for the first time, and uh, it was a good time. It was a really good time. Now, I think that we were on the show together before, right? And we done a little trivia on there. We did, and we won. Yeah, that's because we're winners, man. What can we say? Well, and I kept that tradition alive this past week. Yeah, what We happened? did trivia, and I had to get two out of three right to win. And uh, it was all about myths. Oh, do you remember any and of the questions? Can you run one by me? Let me try it. I, I don't know if I can remember the questions, but I can tell you what one of the answers was. <laughs> That's the opposite of what I need. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I can't remember the questions. I'm, dude, I'm, I'm like pushing 50 now. My brain doesn't work anymore. Um, I take that back. For people that are going to turn 50, your brains work great. Mine doesn't. So, <laughs> so um, kind. What was the but, answer? Uh, yeah, no joke, man. One of the answers was Chupacabra, and I got it right. Chupacabra? Oh, yeah. That's the, uh, I, I almost <laughs> said made up. But we don't know if it's a scary up, right? monster from Mexico. Yes. It's like, yeah. Half, so half that was goat. one of them. And I got it right. Yeah, that's and, nicely. And done. I got to pick what his punishment was if I won beforehand. Oh, what what was the uh what were the stakes? Well, it was high stakes. I if if I lost, I can't remember what I had to do if I lost. Yeah, but, but that uh, wasn't even within I know, question. Yeah, because it wasn't even gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. Like I wasn't even concerned. I was like, we're the backpacking podcast. We don't lose. 
Um, <laughs> but I did say if if he if I got the questions right, he had to take his friend Derek's backpack, the guy that he backpacks with all the time, his co-host. Uh huh. He had to take Derek's backpack while wearing his own backpack and wear Derek's backwards and hike the first three miles of their next trip. Oh, man, that is brutal. I hope they're both ultra light. Well, Carl is. Man, I'll leave it at that. I saw multiple people. Dude, not to get too deep on the Camino, but so many different styles because the backpacking's totally different than, like, mm-hmm. you know, your traditional U.S. Appalachian Trail or something. There were people that were wearing little backpack in front, big pack back, uh, big backpack behind them. There were people that switched it, and there were also a number of people that uh, they had their backpack on like a rolling cart. So I don't know if you've seen this, but I don't know. Yeah, oh, I have seen it. They got kind of like uh, like inflatable wheels that like have tread on them. I think you can get different styles. Like uh, yeah. most of the people that I saw were like. You know, like older women, some of them had like back issues and stuff. I talked to a couple of them and uh, they're like, yeah, when it gets real rocky, I take off the, I unstrap it from, you know, my little cart behind me and put it on my back and actually carry it. But yeah, dude, I was really jealous on like the road sections of those people. They're just walking basically with luggage behind them. And here I I know that's nice. Yeah. What can you do? But three miles, that's not too bad as long as the terrain's not too rough. Well, but I said three to five, and mm-hmm. he looked at me and goes, three. <laughs> I settled on three. <laughs> so I'm like, that's fair. Three works. Three works. <laughs> so Sounds like it's he goes, work. man, I'm going to have to be much more difficult next time. And I was like, well, that's if I, there is a next time. So Yeah, if you win every time, it won't matter. That's true. I'm not going to lose. Yeah. We can't afford to lose. We're the backpacking podcast. That's right, baby. So, but in all seriousness, man, backpacking blisters podcast—they're great. So, if you get a chance to check out that episode, it just got released today. Um, also, Jeremiah, um, I got some big news. Oh, what's coming down the pipeline here? Well, uh, anybody who's friends of mine already knows this, but yesterday I announced. A lot of people don't know, but I work at a church, mm-hmm. and uh, yesterday I announced to my church that I am accepting a position at another church about an hour away and uh, my family and I'll be going to a new place uh, at the beginning of September. Wow. Congratulations, so. man. It's always yeah, exciting. Man. Change of scenery, change of job. It is uh, sometimes a little hard to leave the, the family that you Very, have uh, yeah. wherever you're working, but yeah, yeah, I know what that's like. I'm excited for you, dude. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And, and to show how amazing our backpacking podcast fans are, I actually got an email from somebody going, how far away is that? Are you and Jeremiah going to still do the podcast? <laughs> so that very, very, that sweet. was a concern. People were like genuinely concerned that we were still going to do the podcast. So, uh, yes, we are still doing the podcast. I'm moving an hour away, but you know, we both live here in Kentucky and there's some places where we can meet halfway and yeah, we're still good to go. Oh yeah. The content we're will continue to come. We won't let you down. Don't you worry. Not in the least bit. Not in the least bit. Well, Jeremiah, we got a topic for today. Oh, what do you want to talk about today? And it's a big, it's a big topic that we're going to be talking about today. Mm. We are going to be talking about bears and specifically some recent grizzly bear attacks that have happened in the U.S. Okay, I'm uninformed on this. There's a, a barrage of bear attacks. 
Well, there's been two recent ones, and attacks don't happen often, um, but when they result in death, it's kind of a big deal for people. Yeah. So um, we're going to talk about a couple uh, little articles here. We're going to read these. And uh, so it doesn't matter if you're watching or if you're online, you're going to get the same experience with this, except you might see a picture of a grizzly bear when we talk about this stuff. But this first article is from Niam Lynch, who's from Sky News. It says, woman found dead after suspected grizzly bear attack in Montana. It says the woman was discovered on a trail west of Yellowstone National Park in Montana, where investigators found grizzly bear tracks at the scene. I don't know that that's the bear, but man, those things look terrifying, don't they? Yeah, dude. Imagine walking up on that thing. I mean, I don't know how big those get, but that is a huge grizzly. Yeah, that's a grizzly bear in Yellowstone from 2014. But here's the story. Uh, it says a woman has been found dead after a suspected grizzly bear attack in the U.S. She was found on Saturday in Montana on a trail west of Yellowstone National Park following an apparent bear encounter, officials from the Montana Department of Fish and Wildlife Parks said. Uh, investigators found a grizzly bear tracks at the scene but did not confirm the cause of death in a statement on Sunday. The investigation is continuing. Rangers issued an emergency closure of the area where the woman was found which is popular with hikers. The department warned visitors last week that staff had confirmed grizzly bear sightings throughout Montana, particularly particularly in areas between the Northern Continental Divide and the Great Yellowstone ecosystems. They urged those camping and visiting parks to carry bear spray, store their food properly, and deal with rubbish efficiently. Um, let's see, there's more to this. Deaths caused by grizzly bears are exceptionally rare. But the most recent attack comes amid a rise in Montana's grizzly bear population and several deaths associated with the animals in recent years. In March 22, a 40-year-old man was killed after an attack also in Yellowstone National Park, while a 51-year-old man survived a separate attack in October 2022. Now that we've read that one that's going on, they, saw, they also go on to say there was one in April 2021. A 65-year-old woman was killed by a bear. Uh, in April of the same year, an area guide was killed by a grizzly bear while fishing along Yellowstone National Border. The reason we're reading this is because just recently, this was on August 11th that this was an, this uh, next article was posted. Wyoming grizzly bear attack reignites debate. And I think this is where it becomes a little bit more of a hot-button topic. Um, it says, it appears grizzlies have taken over the hot seat after a fatal encounter uh, occurred in Yellowstone National Park on July 22nd, where a woman was killed on trail by another grizzly. Another attack has happened in the nearby Shoshone National Forest. On August 5th, a man working in an isolated part of the woodland was surprised and charged by a bear at close distance. Engrossed in his survey work on the Sheridan Creek drainage, the incident occurred too quickly to deploy bear spray. Despite this, the man managed to save himself by covering his head and neck and dropping to the ground. Much like the July attack in Yellowstone, it is suggested this aggression was defensive in nature with the bear potentially having been surprised or protecting a cub. So, Jeremiah, the question now is, how do you prevent this stuff from happening? Well, I think that's definitely a very difficult question to answer. I, I think of it kind of like... Uh, the debate on sharks, that's another like hot topic issue right now because mm -hmm. the shark population is extremely declined and they're like the garbage men of the, the ocean. 
and it's like making up, messing up the ecosystem. And so now mm-hmm. you're getting algae growing that wouldn't have been growing because the fish that were going to eat the algae, their ecosystem's messed up because the sharks are messed up because we keep killing so many of them. And so, yeah. like, when you change one thing, there's unintended consequences. So, like, just like with the sharks, you know, people are like, there was just a shark attack. You can watch it on video. This person died jumping off of this cruise line, got attacked by a shark. It's the same thing with the bears. People, some people will be like, you don't need to go in the ocean where the sharks are. And other people will be like, we don't need sharks where these people are at these at these cities. And then other people are like, it's a freak accident, and this doesn't happen all the time. You you have to be respectful, but it can happen. I think yeah. maybe the same is true with the bears. We can't just eliminate all bears, but some areas they kind of have been eliminated, uh, just like wolves, and then they come back. Some people get attacked. Some people lose their lives. It's very sad. I'm not well, really sure and, what and, to do. You know, it, there's also things that we can do proactively to help prevent this stuff from happening, like bear spray. Oh, yeah. Be extremely spray. noisy when you're on trail. Like in areas that have heavy bear populations, it's better to make the noise because they get freaked out. They don't want to be around you. Mm-hmm. And usually when a bear attacks, like both of the, the bear encounters that we just read about, both of them were suspected to be defensive in nature. In other words, there was probably a cub around. And yeah. so when there's a cub, just if you're being noisy, the mama bear is going to keep the cubs away from whatever that noise is. And so be noisy. Have bear spray with you. Keep your food, especially in grizzly bear country, carry something that's pretty scent-free, you know? Um, when I was on the uh, the Backpacking and Blisters podcast this past week, we talked about this a little bit, and Carl said – you don't usually hear about bear attacks when there's groups of four or more people. And uh, he's not wrong. I, I looked it up afterwards. I didn't want to give him the credit, you know, on the show <laughs> because you can't do that, you know. But I will say I did kind of look into it a little bit after, and he's right. You don't find out. Bears don't attack groups of people. It's more of a lone thing, and people yeah. in groups a lot of times are making noise. You hear them coming. Yeah, and so since there's all these people walking together and talking together, a lot of times those bears are just staying away. Because they don't want any trouble. They're they're hunting for other things. They're not hunting for humans, typically. So we can do things to prevent this stuff. Um, but interesting, the stuff you were talking about, because that article actually goes on to talk about what you're talking about. So let me, I would like to get your opinion on this. Oh, all right. Let's see what you think. Yeah. So it says, due to the surprise nature of the attack, wildlife officials do not have any current management plans for the grizzly. The attack had added more fuel to the bear management debate, however. The latest data puts the Yellowstone grizzly population around 965 bears, more than quadruple their number at the time of the Endangered Species Act listing. In other words, when they were listed as an endangered species and they couldn't be hunted. Um, Despite their burgeoning population, however, the fatal attacks are still fairly rare by the numbers. Despite record amounts of visitors to Yellowstone, Part of the reason for this is that the bears have expanded into territory three times larger than they inhabited 50 years ago, cohabiting more closely with humans. Some folks are now convinced that this coexistence has reached its high watermark, though, questioning how much more humans can adapt to the omnipresence of the big Bruins. In the wake of the attack, two Montana congressmen tweeted out that it's time for grizzlies to be delisted, in other words, taken off of the ESA list, 
having exceeded the recovery target set by the ESA, the argument goes that the act has succeeded at recovering grizzly numbers and thus protections can be removed. The population is well over the target set by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and is actually beginning to stabilize and self-regulate, which is huge. And that's, that's a huge positive. While protections have been removed twice since 2007, both instances were overturned after lawsuits from bear advocates. This year, though, a new analysis of grizzly recovery has been launched, and politicians have proposed delisting legislation at the congressional level. Um, so it's being paid attention to right now. It's not one of those things that's being ignored. What do you think about the idea of actually delisting bears uh, from from the, the ESA list, the endangered species list? Well, it's only grizzly bears, right? And right. They and it's were, the grizzly bears there in Yellowstone, I believe. Yeah, it there because grizzly bears aren't really on the endangered species list. I think that's just a specific geographical location where they wanted to repopulate them. So basically, right. you put protections in place which prevent people from hunting it. Because the only way right. to get a decline in a population of a an apex predator is to hunt it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. This it's so complicated. I'll tell you, like, you know, I was talking about the Camino and the different backpacks and stuff. I'll tell you this. Everybody was from a different country whenever I was over there. And our little trail family had people from all over, from the U.S. to Europe. I I talked to them about hunting and, like, this, this kind of stuff, actually. And yeah. we were talking about there's being a pig problem. Right, like there's oh if, yeah. If the pigs, it only takes them a short amount of time before they become feral and start growing tusk and are very aggressive, and they're no longer the sweet little and piggy. They, and they have huge litters. So when they have kids, they have tons of them at a time. It's insane. And I was talking to them about uh, you know the ethics of hunting and how the U.S. uses tags to kind of hold populations in check. And it's such a, a complicated machine because there's so many factors and there's so many people and there's so many animals. So right. I don't know with the pigs, like in Texas, they, they shoot them with assault rifles out of uh, helicopters in some areas mm-hmm. because they're so overpopulated. Well, in Tennessee, it's starting to be like that too. Yeah, you'll walk through places and, you know, you can see where they're tearing everything up. Yeah, and they destroy, they destroy the land. I don't know what would happen. I don't know how quickly uh, your population is going to level out or decline if you start hunting those grizzlies. But I know that everything has unintended consequences, and that I don't right. know. People hunt grizzlies in Alaska. I'm sure you know that's probably part. Well, of their I think cuisine. I think it's like any kind of hunting in the U.S. You know if. You can't just go out and shoot a grizzly to shoot a grizzly. No, there's a process. Yeah, I would say I would say you could take them off the ESA, but you don't have to give out permits yet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It doesn't have to be one of those things where you have to give out permits yet or give out tags yet, however they want to do that out there. But I do think there has to come a point where um, you do need to start kind of looking at are we going to are we going to protect not only the bears, but also people, you know, and now that they're self-regulating, which is really awesome. I mean, that, that means they're doing what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And, 
maybe figuring out ways to move some bears here and there. You I'm, know, where maybe they're in an area that's just too close to where people are. Yeah. And it's not safe for the bear. Because here's the thing. If a bear care, kills a human, it's going to get taken down. Yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. They're not going to relocate so, it. That, that bear's going to so, die. In, in some cases, it may be better to move some bears when you can. You know, move them to a different part of Yellowstone where they're going to be safer. Because the last thing you want to do is see these bears being killed. Yeah, that's at the bottom. That's that's at the the very very bottom. What you what you don't want is the bears yeah. end up dying because you've literally been rehabbing the population since they were put on the ESA list. Um, I'd say that Yellowstone already has a lot of regulations when it comes to like what people need to do in order to properly store their food and um, and not have interactions with bears. Once you get so many. I mean, like, um, we we have a camp spot that one time we were out there and black bears, we left and came back and they closed down the, the campground, which I'm sure I've talked about mm-hmm. on here before. But, uh, you know, sometimes they just make you evacuate because the bears, it was underlined in one of those articles you were reading, they're food desensitized or something along those lines. It had a... A specific wording on there but basically what it's saying is you become so accustomed to people and food then it's not a big deal to interact with them yeah well and it you, that's why people who throw like i get so annoyed down in like the gatlinburg area uh in the smokies when people are throwing food out to attract the bears because you <laughs> yes. don't you're giving them a taste for human food and so what are they going to want they're going to want to get more human food. So when they smell it, guess what they're going to do? They're going to come to it. And we've talked about this on this podcast before. Bears have like 10 or 20,000 times the sense of smell of a human being. Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but it was insane. Yeah. Um, so it's like, why would you why would you set yourself up for that those kinds of problems? Don't don't do that. More or less don't do that to the bears because you're putting the bears in a bad place because if they become a danger to people, then they end up getting put down. Yeah. And, and so you just cost this bear its life because you wanted to get a really cool picture down by the Smokies. I was going to say one other thing about the feeding the bears. Like, bears are so cool. And you really, there's something special about being up and close and, like, being able mm-hmm. to see them like that or have a bear interaction. I'm, I'm sure a bunch of people I've on trail have bumped into them. It's scary and it's exciting. It's exhilarating. Uh for all practical purposes, like if you feed a bear and you're desensitizing it to people food, then like you're creating stepping stones to killing the bear. Like yeah, it's a death sentence. You're yeah. almost giving the bear a death sentence. Yeah, and they get in the trash and stuff around. Like I remember, you know, I was middle school, high school, living at my parents, and we lived in town, but we're talking rural Kentucky. So yeah. like you'd have bears, um, you'd have deer that would come into town and I remember they, they will get in your trash can and then not everybody has the same morals and ethics. Right. So like there may be me who there's bears getting in the trash and I'm trying to do the responsible thing. I'm locking the trash up, 
you know, I'm not interacting with the bears or maybe you're trying to scare them off or something. But, dude, there's some old Jim Bobs around here that don't care about locking their trash cans. <laughs> some old Jim Bobs. I like that. <laughs> old Jim Bob is going to come out with his rifle, and he's going to shoot that bear between the eyes, and that's going to be the end of the bear. And You're point, not wrong, man. Yeah. You're not wrong. So it's not – I feel sad, but I don't know. There's extremes in all directions. Like uh, one of my friends, which we'll, we'll have him on for too long, from the Netherlands, I was talking to him about – you know, hunting and controlling these populations and the bears being nuisance and stuff. And, you know, he's of the opinion. He's also from the Netherlands, so the culture is a little bit different. But um, he wasn't okay with any of the hunting, you know. And I talked to him about, like, deer hunting and controlling populations and, you know, how they just become overran. And if something in the environment's not hunting it, then if people aren't hunting it, there's going to be big-time consequences. So, I don't know. You're 100% right. I just think that um, it's complicated. But I do have uh, some related bear videos that I wanted to show you as well. Oh, really? Oh, really? Well, real <laughs> yeah. quick, I just want to say one other thing. Um, I, I, when, you're out, when you're out backpacking, be smart. You know, like, know where you are. Talk to people from that area. Find out what the bear activity is like. Like, we know that in the Red River Gorge, if you're hiking out there, the bears are not coming anywhere near your campsite. Yeah, yeah. That's in our region. I mean, they're just sure. not. They, I've, we've been, you and I have both been backpacking there for several years. And I've never, I've seen scat like a handful of times, but I've never seen an actual bear anywhere in the Red River Gorge. And I've definitely never seen one get into anybody's campsite. Yeah, like uh, good resources. If you know where you're going to, uh, well ahead of time you can go on these facebook groups sometimes you have to join them sometimes you don't but you can go yeah. on there and you can comment and stuff and figure out you know how are the trail conditions has there been a lot of bear activity are you going to see a lot of wildlife there's so much good information that you can find on the facebook groups because it's all it's all user generated so right. it's, it's awesome to call your ranger stations and all that too Sometimes one of your most valuable resources is your neighbor, and the world's small now with the internet. So that may that neighbor may be a state away, but yep. you can you can link up, you know, on social media and see. Yep. Hey, I want to show you a video real quick. All right. This was a few years ago. If you can see this, looks like uh, this was in Gatlin. This was port. this was in the Smokies. Oh, I see a hot tub and on the this... front porch and a bear. Oh, it's in the trash. Yeah. I was I was inside, like I wasn't outside on the porch. But okay, I want I'm gonna take it back to the beginning of this thing real quick. I want to take it back to here. Okay. Okay. So you got the trash turned. So you see that thing that thing laid over right there? Uh huh. That is made of solid wood. Oh, it's heavy. Okay, that thing is heavy, and it's got two compartments for two trash cans, and there's maybe an inch of space around the trash can, so you can't barely move the trash can. This bear literally grabbed the trash can, turned it sideways inside of that. Okay? Inside of that, he turned it sideways. I'm going to see if I can pull up the picture real quick, and I'm going to show you what he did to that trash can. Let me see if I can if I can dump this on my computer real quick and show this to you because it's absolutely ridiculous. Dude, um, that's, that bear, I mean, not to uh, over or undersell here, the bear's not huge. I mean, it looks like no. a, 
you know, a fairly adolescent bear. And yeah, them, it's it's tiny, dude. To be that strong, to be able to yeah, move. Yeah, let me see stuff if I can pull him. this picture up. I just got it on here. I'm gonna pull this up and I'm gonna make this full screen and I want you to see this this trash can. Okay? Are you ready for this? All right, let's see it. Oh wow, it demolished it. Yeah. And, and you can see behind you, you see how small the space is for the trash cans that were in that that thing. <laughs> yeah, those... It literally tore holes in it with its claws and just bent the thing sideways. Yeah, dude, those to holes. To get to our food. Looks like it chewed, so even if... scratched. Yeah. I mean, even if you even if you put it the way you're supposed to, because we put everything in there the way we were supposed to, mm-hmm. those bears can smell that food. They're smart, too, man. They're really smart. Yeah. They'll tear into it, man. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So now, with that, with that being done, and now that we've said that, Jeremiah, I would love to watch your videos. All right. I have uh, some bear videos, some about storing food, some just bear interactions, etc. cetera. I figured we could yeah. take a look at a few of them here, and uh, we can pause and talk about them if you want, or we can yeah. fly through them. Let's, let's see. I'll let you uh, work on the screen share in there. This right here looks like the same. Let's start off cute. Okay. This is by Cutest Bear. This looks like the same area. That looks like your, your buddy's porch, doesn't it? I mean, oh, it does. It looks, <laughs> yeah, that was a cabin we rented. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. They're playing. They're playing at oh. oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. They're, they're right playing at her. Dude. They're playing at our tech. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh. Think about that. Oh my God. <gasps> <laughs> Look like two dogs playing like puppies, doesn't it? it? And it's a good thing Mama didn't turn around and see them in the window. That's all I'm going to say. Dude, Mama's big, ain't she? <laughs> yeah. And if Mama saw them looking in that window, Mama might have come through that window. That's by cutest.underscore.bear on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, very cute. Good palate cleanser there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a palate cleanser. I like yeah. that. All right, look at this bear, dude. Bear underscore IG dot fans on Instagram. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah, That's so you got awesome. the bear crawling across a cable or a rope. Oh, my God. And there's a bird feeder on there. And it looks like the bear is trying to get to the bird feed. Oh. Unbelievable. Husband and wife, I guess they're just hanging out, watching out the window here. Oh. Is it eating the seeds? Was it eating the seeds out I, of the bird feeder? I, the bird feeder looks like it's empty to me. I don't know. It's kind of hard yeah. to tell. But well, uh, It looked like he put his mouth in there. So Yeah, well, bears, I think they love those seeds and nuts and berries and that kind of stuff. But, oh, dude, yeah. What oh, yeah. about that cable? That's like the, um, you know, the steel cables. That's what that reminds yeah. me of. And well, and they've they've shown like bears actually getting to people's food bags, even if they're hung up on those things. Yeah, because the bears they can do exactly what we just saw in the video. They can scale across those wires and crawl over to the food. Oh it's, yeah, it's really 100%. unbelievable. So that that is a. Kind of like a a bird feeder, but you can imagine a bear um, yeah. a bear hang there. Okay, I want to show you this one. This one is about proper storage. It's by Leave No Trace 
org on Instagram. I don't know if that's the official, but uh, okay. They their caption is "Bear cans are greater than bear hangs," and I think after okay. this video, we should talk about that and then uh, evaluate our opinion on what we think about okay. what they said. Here you go. Okay. All right, hey guys, so I'm gonna talk a little bit about bear cans. So these are a more effective alternative when compared to a traditional bear hang. When packing our bear hangs, it's really important to think about what we're putting in them. So this should be not only all of our food, but any sort of things that we put on our skin or into our mouth, as well as all of our leftover trash from that night. Once we have a campsite, we should make sure that we're putting our bear can at least 200 feet away from that site, as well as 200 feet away from any sort of water or cliff edge that could be used to knock this can over. Try to find a nice snug place to lodge your bear can. All right, hey guys. Okay. All right, what do you think about that? You put your sunscreen in there in your bear bag too? Uh, when I'm in places that I know have heavy bear activity, yeah, I'll put I'll put toothpaste. I mean, I don't really use sunscreen. I probably should, but uh, I'll put like anything that's gonna have a scent to it. I'll put that in there a lot of times. Yeah, I'm so guilty of forgetting. Like, you do your bear hang, and then, like, you still got to go to your hammock and brush your teeth and all that and get ready for bed, use wipes or whatever. Yeah. I, well, I don't think forget. they want those wipes, dude. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm not. But be honest with you. Anything I don't think scented. you got to worry about those wipes, bro. I those think... wipes won't be smelling too good when you're done with them. <laughs> I think anything with the scent, though, right? Like if it, That if... does not have a good scent, though, when it's done. I can promise you that no, doesn't be... smell like flowers and roses. No, beforehand. I'm talking about, like, let's say you got your baby wipes, right? And so you're going right. to use them to clean up. So you got a package of wipes and they're like unscented or aloe vera or whatever kind of wipes that you buy. Right. Yeah. Do you think that you should throw that in there as well? Uh, if that's what you're using, I use those, uh, wissy wipes that are the capsules. Yeah. 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 I don't really have to worry about that for me. I don't even have to think about that, but yeah, I'd say if you're using something that has a scent to it, you might want to consider it at least. Yeah, that's something I always And I would forget. say I would say bear cans are easily better than than bear hangs. The problem is they're heavy and you don't need them everywhere. You know what I mean? I mean, it's always going to be a better option. Like it really is cuz it does a better job of keeping the smell out of the air and uh it definitely protects your food better than a bear bag ever will. Rodents can't get into it. Um so, I mean, it, it's definitely better from that standpoint. It always will be. It's just they're so big and bulky and heavy. Yeah, and I don't think it's better. Okay. And why do you not think it's better? All right, make us big screen. Let's talk about this oh. for a second. Bear cans. Make us big screen. Oh, you you want to make sure people see your, your facial expressions through this, huh? Uh, well, i got to use it to my advantage. I need people on oh, okay. my side on the bear hang versus the bear can. Now, yeah, I'll even make you I'll make you even bigger. Here we go. Really big. <laughs> okay, thank Here you. Here we go. Okay, first of all, we got to establish some parameters, all right, John? So Okay, what are our parameters? It it's circumstantial depending on okay. the situation because, you know, some places it's impossible to bear hang. Like, if you don't have right. a bear canister, then your bear storage, I mean, like, you can't bear hang it. There's literally no tree there, dang. So, and just and just as a, a note, they're called bear canisters, but they're animal canisters. I mean, they're meant to keep everything out. Same with bear hangs. It's, it's a food hang because you've got raccoons, you've got squirrels, you've got mice, you've got all kinds of animals that want your food. It's not just point. bears, but that's just... They're called bear bags because that's usually the ones that have the best smell, sense of smell and all that kind of stuff. The real question is, if if you have both available, 
a bear canister and a bear bag or ursac or whatever that you're going to bear hang. Mm-hmm. If the bear canister is better, are you going to pick it? And if you're not going to pick it, then why would you say it's better? Because it's heavy and it's bulky. So it is better, but even I, it's, though it's better for it's it's better for protecting your food. Okay. Okay. It's better for protecting your food. I guess I should have I should have clarified that when I was saying it. The bear cancer is always going to be better at protecting your food. Yeah, and I think the, I think you potentially are correct. Uh, if yes. you <laughs> potentially, I'm potentially right. Potentially. Uh, so the bear can for that for years, man. <laughs> I'm not fully convinced that bears can't get into those. I think they're heavily bear resistant, but I think, you know, I think a bear can get in there. I don't know. I think, well, and, and the thing is though, they, they do a better job of keeping out scent. So bears finding them a lot of times is going to be harder. Do you think they really do a better job keeping out scent? Well, yeah. I mean, you got to think. No ursac or bear or bear bag is actually keeping the whole scent out. There's always a little tiny hole at the top. Yeah. Even the ones that you roll up, there's still gaps there, and there's there's holes everywhere. There, there's a stitch. You know, I mean, that scent's going to get out easier from those things than a than a bear canister by a long shot. I think that you're right. I think the bear canister would be better at get uh, like masking the scent, like making it less potent. Because yeah. there's less of it escaping, but I th- I still think that animals, especially bears, with their powerful smell, I think that they can uh, smell either through that canister or through like you know I don't know how they're watertight, right? Are they submersible? Yeah, they're supposed to be. Okay, well if it's submersible, then it would. Well, I guess technically it wouldn't have to be odorproof, even though it's submersible, would it? No. So I don't know. I think that they can smell it, but. I know a lot of people like those bear canisters because that you can use them as a stool. You could also like wash your clothes in it if you're going to be out there and mm-hmm. you want to take a little soap. But I don't know. I always feel like they take up so much room if you're going to put it inside your backpack. So you got to kind of strap I, it outside. I will say this. Would you rather try and hang a bag or just walk your bear canister somewhere just set it down? I'd rather not have to do either. I like the bear box. <laughs> I like I to just say, open would, it up. I would just rather never hang a bear bag ever again. Yeah. I love, dude, whenever I go with my friends and they have never hung a bear bag before, I always record it the first time. Always. You have to, man. Yep. Yep. The Every footage, time. It's gold. It is. Yeah. It is. I will say, though, backpacking in the Red River Gorge, like, totally gets me out of practice. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, totally gets you out of practice. Yeah, and sometimes it's hard to find a you know a tree to even do it. Oh, I know, I know. Was it with a question for you? Yeah, go ahead. Well, no, I'll ask this question later. I'll ask this question later. Okay. Was it you, you keep doing what you're doing? Was it you that I was talking to about the two opposite trees that you do the bear hang on? Did we see a video yeah. or something of that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I still haven't used that technique, the double rope and hang it in the middle. Yeah, I, I don't think I want to do that one. That's too much work. All right. You got anything else on the canisters or the bags? No, I don't. I want to see this next video that you've got. Okay. I think I only have one or two more here. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. This is a Canadian family that it was being stocked while hiking. So this one's a little oh, bit wow. more scary. Yeah. This is... Hey! Hey, bear. Hey. 
I'd say the bear's 100 feet away, 150 feet away from him now. Hey, bear! Don't run. Do not run. Wife's recording it all on her phone. Hey! Hey! Did you hear what the little kid said? Pause it real quick. He said something about playing dead. Do we play dead yet? Oh, man. So that's No, but that's good parenting, man. That means they told the kids that if that bear comes on top of you, you roll up in a ball because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to roll up in a ball and protect your head and your neck. And yeah. uh, that that's that's awesome that these parents have taught their kids that and that when that bear was coming, I said, do we play dead yet? Is it, so uh, that's good. Is it the grizzly? Grizzly, you're supposed to play dead. And black bear, you're supposed to fight back. And polar bear, you're supposed to just kiss your behind goodbye. Yeah, if it's a polar bear, you're dead. Um, but uh, no, with a with a black bear, you're supposed to appear bigger than the bear and raise your stick, your hiking poles up, and yell, "Hey, bear!" You don't do that with a grizzly. <laughs> you just back down, don't he, run. He's he's bigger. You're not going to appear bigger than a grizzly. So yeah, fast too. They chase you down. Oh man, they are so fast. People don't realize how athletic bears are. No, dude, they're really. Really fat. This says, eventually the bear wandered away and did not try to attack the oh. family. I'll finish the video here. Do see the rest. Hey, bear. Hey. It's still back there. See this comment here? <laughs> it says, scared, but you keep calling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that, actually, she was doing the right head. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to... Um, you want to yell and look big, like you said. The bear wasn't yeah, stalking you. Want to make, you want the bear to feel threatened to run away and be scared. You don't want the bear to feel like they've got the upper hand because then they're like, "Good food." Look, look at this comment by Mac Attack One Zero Two Seven One Two. The bear wasn't stalking them. This woman is being dramatic for likes and attention. Jesus Christ. Um, who is this guy? Does he know anything about? Wow, what a guy. I don't know. It was posted on the Weather Channel's uh, Instagram. So, yeah. Wow. I don't think he knows what he's talking about. All right. All right, you ready for All the right. you ready for my last bear clip? I am ready for the last bear clip. Is this the is this the the coup de gras? Oh, you'll like this, man. It, it's all explained in the video. It's by bear.ig.fans. A bear has been coming to the 7-Eleven in Lake Tahoe to get snacks for years. Sometimes the doors are barricaded to stop him from entering. But most of the time, he comes in whenever he wants. People on social media nicknamed him Boob the Bear, who loves eating candy in the movie Open Season. <laughs> He's going back in and getting candy. Get out of here! Wow. A bit. Quite unbelievable. Okay, so for so for people that are that weren't watching this live, this bear is it's a it looks like a brown bear. Yeah, is it a, a brown bear or is it a, a black bear? Uh, a huge brown bear in her 7-Eleven helps himself. Okay, so yeah, this huge brown bear just walks into the 7-Eleven, goes to the counter grabs whatever candy it wants and then it just walks out <laughs> yeah it's that candy right below their cash register they always put it there so you get it on the yeah. like a kit kat or something and, 
And the very last one was he grabbed an entire box of what looked like either Kit Kats or Reese's Pe- or Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Oh, that's a hungry bear, man. For Dude, years. That bear is just that's insane. He just for you know, just goes in and gets what it wants and leaves. And everybody's just like, Yeah, you know, don't die. <laughs> yeah, what do you can you imagine that you're the seven eleven clerk and you have no you, you don't know anything about this situation. You just you know, you're working in Lake Tahoe. And then the bear comes in. I mean, what do you do? I'm just, I'm not even going to mess with it. I'm going to let it grab whatever it wants and let it leave. That $5 that they lost on candy bars is not a big deal. Yeah, it's not It's not worth your life <laughs> keeping the bear if, from robbing the place. Man, if I was working, I would say take it out of my salary. I don't care. I'm not touching that bear. Like, yeah, I just don't care. If I was working, I'd be like, you got to see this. It's unbelievable. Well, and the thing is, people are videoing it. You saw that. That wasn't a security camera. No, it's like a cell phone. Yeah, that was people, like, standing in there when it walks in and videoing it. Yeah, and they had tied something around the doors. He said barricaded, but really the doors open outward or open inward. I don't remember which, but um, they had tied something around the door, so when the bear pushed in, then uh, it wouldn't open. I think he can yeah. still get in there though if he wanted. That you're not going to stop a uh, a brown bear. Those things are big and they can be nasty. All right. So that's crazy, dude. That is just absolutely crazy. You're welcome. <laughs> man, <sighs> I think we picked a good topic for today, man. Yeah, dude, that was interesting. I'm definitely not a professional on the bear stuff. I have I've no. had probably three bear encounters, maybe. Maybe f- yeah. four or five if you can't, like, you know, they're a nuisance. You know, you're yeah. either at home and they're getting in the trash or something like that. But, yeah. Yeah. And and if you're leaving a comment on the video or on the podcast, just remember we're not – we don't know as much as you think we might know about this kind of stuff. This yeah. is this is like this uncharted is, territory. It's entertainment but, uh, is what this is. Yes. This is entertainment. This is not, <laughs> this is not yeah. uh, a collection of advice yeah. for bear – interaction so when when commenting you know use some candor and, and don't don't get all nasty and mean because you can be like how dare you guys not know about u.s senate act 537-2.0 we don't know this stuff like <laughs> now nah, i'm just we just read these articles like this is interesting let's talk about it yeah um but if you do have some some things that maybe we missed please comment that and let us know because we would like to know like some of the maybe things the little intricacies that we don't know about so just kind of leave those comments for us and let us know what you think because we would love to hear from you guys uh, that are a little more educated in this and probably some of you guys out in the West Coast who actually deal with brown bears can let us know a little bit more about it and people from Montana and areas like that because uh, we don't have brown bears in Kentucky. No, they're the little pissed black bears. Yeah. But, you know, we've got season for hunting black bear in uh, Kentucky. So if you're in the rural areas in the right right time of year, you'll see – you know, a guy with a dead black bear in the in the back of his truck. You know, it's not rare. Oh, my family in Virginia, they actually practice running bears up trees. They take their dogs out, and they literally run bears up trees. It's because they can't dude. hunt them yet, mm-hmm. and and they just they practice, and uh, they hunt them every year. It keeps the population under control, and provides food for a lot of people. And believe it or not, bear tastes pretty good, especially bear sausage. Yeah, I had the bear sausage. Cook out that trichinosis if you're going to 
be eating bear. Bear's not the only meat that you you know you can get trichinosis from, but undercooked bear, I think that uh, you're definitely more prone. Yeah, for sure. Dangerous. Was was there another question you're wanting to ask me? You want to wrap on bears, dude? I think we can wrap on bears today. All right, I think we can. And and Jeremiah, I do have I I I actually do have one more question for you. Hit me with it, bro. How's it feel to be back to work? Oh, this it's been my first full well. Not full week. I did work all last week, but I had two days with students, and now I've had some more. It feels good to be back in the routine, but it also hurts to not be on vacation. But <laughs> can't complain about a six- or seven-week vacation, you know? That wouldn't be fair. I got to admit, man, there's a part of me that's highly jealous of you teachers for that. But at the same time, I'm just glad you're still doing it because, man, we need brilliant men like you teaching our students. That's Thank you very much, John. Folks, keep paying your taxes. Keep sending your kids to school so I can keep my job. Play the lottery because that gives money to schools too. And with that said, for myself and Jeremiah Stringer, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Adios, folks.